What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. And that's you. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And, oh my goodness, boy, listen, I wish I would have known uh, I already had selected my topic before. I usually select my topic about two and a half hours before, do a little bit of research, walk my dog, uh, depending on how she walks in the morning. Uh, then, then I get some breakfast. Then I come back in the last half hour, get ready for the show. And uh, as I was going on, I got the news that Roe v. Wade was overturned. All right, let's just go ahead um, and talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll we'll set the table related to that topic. I know Dr. AMG uh, had a question related to that, and that was my first indicator. He sent the cash app uh, that that was going down. And the Supreme Court has been busy. The Supreme Court has been busy over the last couple of days, and this is the power of having a Supreme Court in any favor of one side or the other. You have a very strong conservative-based Supreme Court, which was put into place. Obviously, if you guys don't know, the reason why the media darlings or the, the media was highly, highly against Trump's selection or election was that he was going to put in as many as three, as many as three Supreme Court justices, and they knew. And they knew that that was going to be pivotal. They knew Hillary Clinton would have been able to put those three Supreme Court justices in. And that would have been pivotal to um, swinging the Supreme Court into the favor of more liberal judges. As a matter of fact, RBG, the notorious RBG, after the notorious CGA, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was going to be set to retire. It was the feminist baton being passed from RBG to Hillary Clinton and so forth and so on. And and this this result over the last couple of days has been because of the election of Donald Trump. I'm going to just say it right now. Obviously, you had George H.W. Bush put in um, put in Clarence Thomas, which was a very, very big pivotal. Uh, Joe Biden was highly against uh, um, uh, Clarence Thomas being put into the Supreme Court. So this these steps have been along the way And the pivotal pivotal election was the 20. Um, was the 2016 election that got Donald Trump in. Very, very, very pivotal uh, because he put in three Supreme Court justices. So at this particular point, these three cases, I'm sorry, the two cases that we're going to discuss was settled six to three. Um, this is why they've been threatening the pack to court and so forth and so on. So we do have to get political here because um, this has to do with how it's going to affect us as men. We're talking about the ability to conceal carry, which is an, a, a masculine law men typically want to conceal carry in order to protect their safety and not be exposed in criminal areas to people who who criminals who aren't going to follow the law and then we as the rightful citizens who have the right to bear arms we're not able to protect ourselves so that is um something that's going to be a feather in the cap of masculinity uh we'll talk about that briefly and then also related to the de-evolution of the American woman based on feminism, right? That's the book that I wrote, my second book that I wrote, uh, Feminism's Reverse Engineering of the American Woman right now. Now you have Roe v. Wade turning on its head, being overturned today, right at this moment, right at this very moment. So the Supreme Court is working overtime and bless some of these justices, Sam Alito, um, you have um, Amy Cohen, Barrett, you have um, Clarence Thomas that you need to actually look at and make sure that these people have their safeties protected. 
Uh, you have Brett Kavanaugh. Obviously, these are all of the judges that are going to be on the liberal side. And um, I'm I'm thinking of the one who always uh, flip flops on issues. He slips my mind. So you have all of those individuals right there that probably need some protection over the next few days. And uh, let's make sure that they get the protection that they needed, because obviously you're going to have um, you're going to have people coming after them. 304s are going to be mad. John Roberts. Yeah. Uh, Justice John Roberts. So you do have um, I always forget his name and it's a simple name. But you guys know with me with names. So you, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And then we'll talk about the topic as well. So look, without further ado, without further ado, I appreciate y'all. Did I, I got Kevin already. Uh, Justice Roberts uh, always uh, be flip-flopping. Yeah, Roberts be shuffling. Let's go ahead and uh, acknowledge. Although in these two last cases, he didn't shuffle. But he's known to shuffle. So let's go ahead and give Justice Roberts his ado today. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! All right, so shout out to Justin Ro Justice uh, Roberts out there for shuffling, but he didn't get his shuffle on today. He actually was on the right side of history today, so we'll talk about that. And let's get on with the show. We are back in here. Do, do me a favor to let your voice be heard. Dollar Sign CGA Live right there on the bottom right-hand portion of your screen. That is the Cash app. All right. No partnership with YouTube on this one. We have to sponsor each other on the Cash app right here. Uh, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. I'll put it at the top of the chat. Uh, if you do want to let your voice be heard and a little bit more of an extensive uh, questioning over there or answer, you can let your voice be heard, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams for exclusive members-only content and that seeking arrangement streams. All right, go to coachgregadams.local.com in the building. Yes, indeed, and patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Also with the money mindset streams over there, over here. Tony the Black, Black Italian is back in the building. Okay, okay, let's acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, where are we at here? We do got some brothers that did chime in early. A lot of brothers that are happy. D. Cole says, I meant to say, Coach, what happened to Dallas? All right. So, uh, yeah, we discussed that moving and all that. Dallas, I had to I had to ixnay on the Dallas A. Plus, I want to be a little more closer to the West Coast. Shout out to Dr. AMG. How is the overturning of Roe going to affect dating? Well, let me just say this right here. So, Thought Girl Summer, Hot Girl Summer, whatever they want to call it um, um, in these days right now, there's two things that are going to happen here. Obviously, women are going to have to be a little bit more conscious of being impregnated. I know they, you know, we, we, we got to do this dance on who's responsible for impregnating home, but the gatekeeper is usually the one that lets the barbarian in. And if you are lazy at the gate, you are somewhat responsible. You can't pass that buck. You can't also benefit financially from these situations either. And then say that uh, you, you aren't responsible as well. So here's what's going to happen. A lot of girls are going to be, either uh, trying to go to other states where they can get these things to happen, right, for them. Uh, some of these states are still going to be liberal. You know, Ro Roe v. Wade simply just passes the buck to the state, and the state decides. Obviously, there are going to be several states that trigger immediately. Uh, they're going to have more stringent rules related to these uh, type of things. And then other states are not going to be stringent. So, you you know, you still could have Thought Girl Summer with a whole bunch of women rolling over to Kansas to go get that early termination. <laughs> All right, but you also have the uh, onset of the male birth control pill, 
you you know, you, we, we have a flux situation here. So, yes, there's still going to be women that are reckless with their bodies, but they'll find a way. When there's a will, there's a way. If they just got to go state to state, ocean to ocean uh, to go get their termination, they're going to get it. Um, unfortunately, many communitas are still being affected by this, uh, this, let's just say, reckless treatment of people's bodies and going to other states in order to get terminations um, as a means of birth control. I don't know if that's going to change things. Now, that, here's the adverse effect. What if a lot of these women who get knocked up keep their babies? So instead of getting rid of it, now you have kids that are going to be um, not well kept uh, by, by parents. They're going to be, they're going to need financial support. Many of these kids are going to be in poverty. Potentially, you might be looking at um, if these people do continue with their births of their kids that they don't want to have, you do have the negative consequences of that. But that's going to, that's going to be seen maybe in 20 or 30 years. Who knows? Who knows? But the thought girl summer, these girls are going to start being more conscious about contraceptives and not saying, well, it's the man's responsibility. Um, now you need the family court to somehow, this is what I think, you need the family court to somehow, and I'm not holding my breath, make these people more responsible for their gatekeeping consequences, right, or lack thereof. Because now if you get the family court saying, well, we're not just going to give out awards for uh, you being pregnant, or immediately there's 50-50 custody, no fight, uh, it, that's going to change everything if you can get that to happen. 50-50 custody, no fight. Uh, men do have to step up to be responsible at that point. And but if you eliminate the financial incentive of carrying the child, yeah, now you might have people be a little bit more considerate about how they use their bodies out here. All right. So absolutely insane. The liberals are going to be going crazy today. And shout out to them. Jay says, Jay says men better stock up on plan B's and condoms. So again, guys, uh, we always talk about women being reckless with their bodies, but at the same time, Y'all can't be dumping all up in these women anymore. Y'all can't be doing it, right? There's no, you can't, you can't even, I mean, I guess you can say going to get that termination. But, you know, if you live in a state where it's not as freely easy for her to do it, like you can't just drop them off uh, within 35 minutes and drop them off at the clinic anymore. Yeah. Y'all better stock up on plan B's and Jimmy hats or you guys are going to be like Dylan's father. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a nun on me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. Yeah, my man sounded excited. So this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. Hey, man, never fall for the going and bust inside of me. I know y'all want to bust up inside of these women. You know what? The, the psychology. Has anybody ever studied the psychology of busting in women? Like there is a literally a psychology. Maybe I'll be the first one to study it if there hasn't been. But there's a psychology of a male who, um, you know, the act of believing that he's going to impregnate a woman weighs heavily on his mind, either positively or negatively. But there's a positive, there's a dominance, there's a dominance um, thing that happens where men are like, I'm going to bust up inside you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to put my babies in you. I'm going to spray all up in you. Like there's this... <laughs> We need to study what this is uh, because there's got you guys are doing that. You guys are doing that. And then you feel good. You're like, yeah, I busted all up inside them walls. And then guess what? About a week later, you look at like this. Oh, damn. <laughs> you're like, please, Lord, please don't let my seed take. Yeah. Shot up the club. Shot the club up. 
there's a whole bunch of things where guys, you know, it's a psychology thing during the moment. It's a psychology. It's a psychological thing during the moment. But uh, it feels good. You're like, ah, bust it all up in there. I, you know, I make that girl, you know. And then guess what? Uh, you're you're thinking that immediately after. But then probably the next day, you're like, oh, you're biting your nails. So there is this, you know, we're, we have animal instinct. And our animal instinct is to be able to procreate, right? And, and show some sort of dominance and have this woman carry our seed and our legacy. However, we're more of a rational people now. And as a result, being rational, we have to think about busting up in these women now, right? You can't just be like, put my babies in you. And then all of a sudden be like, all right, go sit down and, you know what I mean? And go get rid of it. <laughs> Yo, pull out game. Can't be weak around here. Oh, boy. Pull out game. Three oh, Jay says 304s are mad and will be spiteful. Evil laugh. Yes. Be careful, guys, out here. You're dealing with... You're dealing with, I mean, unfortunately, the uh, American woman is unhinged at this point. Unhinged. They, she believes that she's been, uh, they're going back to the days of, what is it? Those ladies with the red hats. They're, they believe that at some particular point, they're going to have all of their power stripped away, which I would not be against, you know, <laughs> at all. But every single thought that they have seems to be, um, hinging on some sort of emotional breakdown. And when they don't get their way, they act like children. They're tending to act like children when this may be the best thing for not only our population growth in America, but for the type of children that we come out here and produce. We want people to be think uh, think think about what you're doing as opposed to going out here, hot girl summering, and then terminating uh, to the tune of 90%. I'm just not ready for something like this. Well, men can't use that excuse. And every now and then they'll pull out the 0.01% of the people that have had their father's child. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the case of incest or statutory grape or something like that, where a relative knocked them up. Very rare, although it does happen, but very, very rare. And that's not the reason why people are reporting doing these things not once, not twice, but 10 times. As many as five to 10 times. And so at that point, it's a means of birth control. All right. Cheap drum hacks is in the building. Coffee for the coach. I got it right that time. And I was conscious of it. I thought about this weekend. It's cheap drum hacks. All right. Dejan, uh, Mr. Dejan Dixon wrote V. Wade was just overturned. Protection over the Supreme Court here. And uh, Bryant Thompson says, stop bringing early terminations of pregnancy over here. All right. Isaac Tay. Did some shuffling in my meeting now, getting a raise. Woo-wee. Yay. I got money. Hey, sometimes you got to shuffle. All right. <laughs> I know people mad at you. You shuffling, Uncle Tom. River Bacon. Good morning, coach. Glad to catch a morning stream. Yes, indeed. Thank you, sir. I'm going to log into PayPal real quick. Whoa, what happened? What happened? I was going to log into PayPal, and I got kicked out. Oh, that would have been a horrible travesty, miscarriage of justice. All right, we do have a couple over here. Uh, let me see. Who is this? Billy the Kid says, Hot Girl Summer has been canceled. I repeat, Hot Girl Summer has been canceled. For Guys, I don't think the black community is going to care at all. These girls are still going to be getting sprayed in. Uh, he says, Bad Day to Love Cream Pies. All right, can we talk about that here on YouTube? I see the women can talk about getting creamed. But um, 
yeah, man, it's a it's a weird time. What a weird time. Anyway, man, let's get into this show. Let's get into the show and talk about the the we'll talk about the Roe v. Wade in the earlier decision by the Supreme Court yesterday, how it's going to affect our future. We guys, this is history. We're living in a very historic time here. As you can see here, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade ending 50 years of federal early termination rights. And what's going to happen is they basically pass the book to the states and then the states will essentially be able to set their own ban on a termination of pregnancy in which most people who have been following these cases, if you look at this map right here, um, they are basically going to trigger uh, this basically is going to trigger states to have whatever decision that they're going to make right here. So this one right here has an abortion, a termination ban that predates 1973. So these states have already have a ban. Um, and then now that the federal government cannot overturn their ban, it goes back to the state. These states right here, one, two, three, four, five, it looks like already has a termination ban. And then um, these states right here have a ban after six weeks. Don't ask me, really, I can't see with my glasses here. And this, these states have a trigger law based on the Roe v. Wade overturning. So these states right here are going to basically are automatically have a trigger law that says it's illegal here. Um, these states right here have multiple laws banning termination. So Texas, Texas, Oklahoma, and Choklahoma, if you will, um, and all those states there. And then, and then you have the other states that are already going to be uh, a little bit more lenient towards these terminations, in which I can look that up as well. So you do have that as well. I think Kansas is one of those. So there's going to be an influence of women going over there. So. Now you have 304s that are going to be highly upset about not able, able to delete their baby. Even though fathers had not had this um, option, fathers had not had this option because they shot up the club and they skeeted inside of her or whatever you want to say, green pie, all right? They didn't pull out. Whatever it is, the men did never had this option to use this as a means of birth control. So now young women are mad. They think they're going to go back to the dark ages in terms of them being women. But all this simply does is gives your state the authority to either say you can do it or say you can't do it. So you have Supreme Court Justice Alito, who I did. I think I, I did. I mentioned him. He wrote the majority opinion on this one. And the court's other five conservatives, which includes Chief, Ju Chief Justice John Roberts, joined in a judgment which would oppose. Uh, which was opposed by the three liberal justices, which they're going to be underhanded for a for a significant amount of time. I don't see any justices falling out. Um, uh, Joe Biden did get his one in, if I'm not mistaken. He's not going to get another one in. And uh, according to Money Mindset, I was reminded that Gavin Newsom probably is going to run in 2024. I don't think they can run Biden, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's just... He's just not a good candidate at this particular point. And so if they do run Gavin Newsom, he's probably the odds on favorite. And he's probably the odds on favorite to get a W if he does run. And if he does get a W, then potentially he could swing this over a, a two term election, two term selection. So if that does go that way, then you possibly could see the court flip, especially with Clarence Thomas getting a little bit older and so forth and so on. So you probably could get a little bit of a 5-4, maybe something like that, maybe very close. Anyway, anyway, that's the thing on early termination of the pregnancy. Now let's get to the 
firearm decision that the Supreme Court, like, like I said, man, the Supreme Court has been busy this week. The Supreme Court, uh, the, the firearm decision shot down the New York rule that set a very high bar for concealed carry licenses. Now, I am very pro 2A. I do have several firearms myself. I just moved to a very friendly, friendly to a concealed carry state as well. And um, man, I just left California and California was one of these states that had very high bars set to conceal carry. And the Supreme Court uh, right now shot down New York's very stringent laws, six to three again, to do away with some of the concealed carry uh, permits um, or the necessity to have a high standard for a concealed ca uh, carry permit. I am one to believe that people who are firearm uh, conscience people who do are responsible firearm owners and can conceal carry like in states like nevada you don't hear a lot of crazy stuff happening although we did have that thing in mandalay bay but that was a little bit different you don't hear things happening when people are responsible with their concealed carry but in states like new york and california and some of those other states they seem to have high standards and they also seem to have complete lawlessness with criminals okay they have complete lawlessness with criminals. So the criminals are going buck wild. The criminals tend to be the ones being irresponsible with firearms. You never know where the firearms are coming with the criminals. But at the same time, what they do is these states do penalize the people who do want to protect themselves from the criminals. These states do penalize the people who want to be responsible firearm carriers. All right. These people aren't going to be out here shooting up the club, if you will. And as a result, the Supreme Court said, hey, man, you guys cannot have these stringent, stringent requirements for concealed carry. This is something that's very much going to help masculinity uh, in general, in general, because men do need have a need to self uh, preserve themselves uh, and uh, protect themselves, protect their families, their children, whatever it is. And so I just moved from California. It was almost near impossible to get a concealed care permit. Even in a place where there's complete uh, just chaos and disorder, some of these places that have the highest standards also have the highest crime rates. Have you guys noticed that? They always have the highest crime rates as well. Um, hold on for a second. Somebody said my audio. Let me check something. Have the highest crime rate. My audio. What's going on with my audio? Are we good with the audio or no? Do me a favor, hit the like button. I haven't said hit the like button in a minute. All right, they already watching me. <laughs> All right, they chopping it up. All right, I see what they doing. All right. I see what they doing. They trying to get me. Okay, they was just trying to do that. All right, I don't know what they're doing here. But you know what? We're talking about two issues that the people who do oversee these sites and these platforms, they're the ones who are very upset about these issues. Unfortunately, they just don't have the information that we have. And as a result, they do want to silence people or make it tough or discourage people from presenting this uh, point of view. By the way, man, listen, for the people who did Biden, he sure is not getting any of his things done because they just had over the last couple of months these conversations about setting high standards for firearm um, purchases and not only purchases, but being able to conceal and protect yourself in the Supreme Court over there shooting up the club. <laughs> my goodness, hold on. Purchases, but being able to conceal them. I could hear on my side. 
I don't know what's going on on your side, but listen, man, they sure ain't able to get off what they're normally uh, able to get off here. And so we living in a pivotal time. I think you're going to see states like California start suing people because of the concealed carry laws that they have over there. They're going to be able to get theirs. I know people in Northern California are able to get theirs fairly easy, but um, in places like, of course, San Francisco's in the north and uh, Los Angeles, Orange County, these places have been somewhat difficult to get them. And now I think if they're turning people down again, they could cause California to start suing people on behalf of their people. And all of a sudden, this could uh, create a situation where Californians can carry like the wild, wild west in the building in the building. All right, hold on a second. I don't know if we have trolls in here or what. Let's get the trolls going. Yeah, hey, they're watching this stream. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> I know they're watching the stream. Anyway, you know, they don't want this particular support out. Unfortunately, we got to do what we got to do around I here. Got money. All right. Um, Let's get into, did we, we covered that. We covered Roe v. Wade. Of course, I'm going to do a little bit more research on it um, as we go. And by the way, YouTube's probably going crazy right now with the amount of people who are doing live streams about this. So we do have to consider that. Shout out to Simon Small for the gospel of the free agent lifestyle collection plate. Hashtag, we on the dark side over here. All right. Shout out to you immoral people out here. And you people on the moral high ground. <laughs> the people on the moral high ground, congratulations. Shout out to Sheldon. He says the for ninja contributions in the building. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, Moose Hefner says, happy Flatback Friday, coach. Oh, Flatback is on the docket today. All right. Shout out to the Flatback ju Junior College, too. All right. I'm thinking, I think 21, Flatback did Las Vegas style, playing Janish. Yes, um, junior college is going to be on today. I don't know, man. I don't have a place that has Jasmine Rice yet. I will be looking that up. Jasmine Rice is pretty much served every year, everywhere. But yeah, man, shout out to Boob says time for the snip coach, not impregnating these 304s. And uh, guys, if you do not want to have kids, that is a decision that you should make. And getting a vasectomy would, um, get, getting a vasectomy would, Hold on for a second. I'm reading something. Which are, okay, so many. Slow, slow down. Yeah, man. God dang. All right, he said it like 20 times. Getting a vasectomy would alleviate the pain of you having a kid unplanned or out of wedlock. Unplanned or out of wedlock. So be careful out there. Uh, a vasectomy, a little bit of a laser snip. They don't use physical scissors anymore. All right. They don't use physical scissors, so they do a little laser procedure, snip, all right, and you get the snip. Now, maybe you want to overturn it like they overturn Roe v. Wade, all right? Maybe they do want to overturn it, or you want to overturn it, and you want to start busting up uh, into these sugary walls. Maybe you want to start having kids. I think you can get an overturn on that one fairly easy. So um, if you don't want to impregnate 304s, definitely get that snippity snip snip, especially if you're older. <laughs> all right especially if you're older oh we do have a couple more uh dejon dixon says ain't nothing gonna stop me from roaring now all up in the roar got that snippety step going to roar up in them walls and have that plan b on deck oh by the way i think when you get snipped they do tell you 90 days 
make sure all your kids are out of your, your sackage. Okay. I think it's 90 days. I think it's net. I think it's 90 days. I think they, they tell you don't, don't be busting inside any sugary walls for 90 days. You got to get you, you got to get your kids out. You got to get all your kids out. So don't think you get snipped and then you run around there. Like I'm going to shoot up the club now. All right. Now you're going to still have to withdraw, put the gym hat on. You still going to have to go down the gullet, whatever you need to do. Speaking of gullets. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. By the way, her neck is nice and long. Boy, that man, her gullet like this long. You see that gullet? <laughs> Hold on for a second. Hold on. You see the gullet? Watch this. Let's see how long that gullet is. Let me see. Here's the thing. You know, if you're broke... Just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. Yeah, man, I like them long. You know what I mean? Grab on to all that neck like that here, all the way down the gullet. You know what I mean? All the way down the esophagus. You know what I mean? All the way down the esophagus. It just slide up. You know what I mean? Mm. Pause, by the way. <laughs> Long-necked, them giraffe necks, you know what I mean? Shout out to XL Pro Services, man. He says, Coach Gang in the building. All right, let me see. We got a couple more on the PayPal. Long-necked, long back. I tend to like the long and the long neck, long back. <laughs> That's what I'm on right now. Listen, I didn't had a couple of porkers in my day. I'm done with pogs. I'm done. Listen, I'm on a pog break. I'm on the pog break because I know y'all be like, Coach, man, she ain't thick enough, man. I like them pogs. She got to be thick, you know what I mean? Big old juicy sausage fingers and all that. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of thickness and, you know what I mean, wrestling in the mud every now and then. But, you know, I need a break. I've been out there for probably close to a better 15 years, 20 years chasing down pogs and whatnot. But you know what I mean? You chase down them pogs and every minute you get disappointed. You're like, damn, I didn't quite see them stretch marks through the clothes. Now I can see them. Yeah, no, not, you know what I mean? It's not my go-to. It's not my go-to. I don't need no big old round fluffy boobs. And you know what I mean? The, the disappointment of when you take that bra off and you turn around and look you're like, wow, boy. That those things been through some things, a crisis. Every every one of them snaps that you unloosen, one hook, two hook, three hook, everything just keep dropping with gravity. I'm like, oh man, Lord, <laughs> give me them. I'll, I'll take the flat back, bird chests, all of that. Because <laughs> you guys, you guys, uh, man, clothes are deceiving out here. Clothes are very deceiving. And they look good when everything's poked in and everything's all tightened and cinched into the right spot. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know the disappointment when everything's cinched in right and perfect. you like, Lord, they sitting up just right. Them things sitting up. Oh, look at the back. That back sitting up just right. And then as soon as you get to the crib and you start, un this is what the whole thing of Busted Pillsbury Biscuit can. When you open it up, Stuff just start, whoa, yo, and then you turn around and you can see all the cottage cheese curdled up on the hip and you looking like, wow, stretch marks in the midsection. 
C-section scar, titty sagging. What happened? Mm. <laughs> you like, what just happened? Boy, I was tricked. You were fooled. And I was tired of the deception. Tired of the deception. So I start going right fresh to the junior college. Right, right back to the bread factory. <laughs> I want it right fresh out the oven. You know what I mean? When it's all, the bread just go. It's all fluffed up like that, right? Fresh from the oven. Here we go. The nasty boys are loving it in the building. All right, Van says, sorry, I couldn't contribute more. I, be patient, I'm catching up. He says, but I found a Jamaican blog that had some of the most horrendous 304s and simp stories called Tell Me Pastor. All right, um, you'll have to email me the link, all right? Email me the link, brother man, brother man. All right, and we'll catch up on what we need to catch up on. Last one. Let me see what your government name is. He says, Coach, going to Houston this weekend. Oh, shout out to I Houston. And H-Town girls are low-hanging fruit. We'll stay away from the community. Keep it up, Coach. All right, shout out to you. Be careful in Houston, man. I'm going to tell you, we talked about Houston uh, women yesterday or Houston nightclubs and all this stuff. Man, Houston is deceptive. You can get caught up on the wrong side of town in Houston. Mm. You can get very caught up. Do me a favor. Hit the like button one more again. And we're going to get, yeah, knife and bullet wound up. Knife and bullet wound up females. Speaking of bullet wound up females. All right. Check this out right here. All right. Speaking of, let's go ahead and pop this one up right here. So we're talking about uh, these women saying marriage is a scam. So recently, I think women are catching on uh, far too late, by the way. That marriage just not working for them. So here's a young woman here. Uh, she's going to ask. I don't know if they, I don't know what they do. I don't know what these are called, duets. Like, I'm I'm on TikTok and, and all of these. I don't do duets or anything. I try to not even let people duet me or whatever. So people ask a question, and then you can come behind them and, and, and piece up your video. I think that's how it's. I'm giving my best old man explanation on how this works here. Here's a woman here. Um. African-American people, uh, I'm going to do you a service here. You guys need to do your best as you can, as you guys are, as you're young. I know, I know people grow up in poverty and they're struggling, but when you have blemishes such as this, like these face moles and um, all of these things, you might want to get these removed if they're not cancerous, if you can. You might want to get these things plucked from out of your skin so these blemishes don't remain. I, I know people then say, well, I'm going to hold on to these blemishes. These blemishes are a part of me. Uh, these people, same thing they do with the gap to smile. You know, when you have a gap, instead of getting braces when you were young, your parents were too poor to get braces. All right. And so then you don't adjust your teeth and then you're 40 with braces. You know what I mean? Mm. And so now, look, do your best to get these birthmarks, beauty marks, moles, whatever you can off your face. I mean, these things can't be that expensive to do, although when you are poor, potentially, these could be expensive things. But we start needed to start having a, st a standard on this because it does look like, you know, it's somewhat distracting. It's somewhat somebody said, why? Look at it. I mean, how can I not? Wasn't there a movie? <laughs> I think there was a movie that actually had a picture or they had a scene where the, you couldn't even stop looking at the mole. 
Like, oh, mole, you know, there was like everything he said was related to a mole. He got uh, three big hairs sticking out the side of the mole like this. Like, come on, man. Let's, let's, you just, just, just get it removed. Oh, yeah, it was Austin Powers. Yeah, it was Austin Powers. And so, I mean, this is the easy one. This is easy. I don't think this could be more than 1500 bucks. Yeah, it was the awesome part because it, like, it would be like, I'm, anyway, I'm going off on that one. Let's listen to this particular video. I'm just trying to give helpful hints for society. Because now every time I look, you know, I'm like, ah, I would smash her, but that mole, though, you know what I mean? Like, I want to kind of just dig in there. Like, how much can I get you to take that off? All right, let's continue. It's a scam that's become so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore. Oh, I got one. Oh, my goodness. Lord, have mercy. So she's asked, what's a scam that that's become so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore? She asked the question. Let's go ahead and see what the answer is. It's a scam that's become so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore. Oh, I got one. Marriage. All right. Look at that face right there. Everybody's seen this face. Everybody has an auntie that probably looks like this. And uh, why do why would you do this in this particular uh, environment. Most of the time when I appear on camera, I'm very conscious about lighting. I'm very conscious about what I'm wearing. I tend to wear black t-shirts as a trademark, as a look, I'm always going to have a black t-shirt, but you're in your bed with this yellow ass light, this old dingy ass headboard, these dingy ass pillowcases. And then you got your damn lips all sucked up, curled up, like all puckered up like this. What? You got your reading glasses on. Why would you even record this? Anyway, continuing. Marriage is a big ass scam. All it, it doesn't benefit the woman in, at all. All we do is take on more work and take on additional children. <laughs> okay, New York or Philadelphia, y'all? New York or Philadelphia? Now, this growling individual right here, this woman right here showing her teeth, this person just said it doesn't benefit the woman. I mean, what world are you in, number one? The biggest transfer of wealth scheme, the biggest transfer of wealth scheme is marriage. It benefits women exclusively, almost exclusively, to the tune of if you do get a divorce, more times than not, you're going to walk off with the transfer of wealth. But she's talking about during, so we will get to that. The second part is we're going Philly. Okay, we're going Philly or New Jersey. Somebody said Dirty Jersey. All right, we in Dirty Jers, too. We could, definitely could be in Newark. Okay. Now, the second part of this is, she says, we take on additional children. Mm. Additional. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to stop lying to each other. She obviously, women are obviously the ones wanting to have children. They want to somehow say, hey, look, it is my birthright as a woman to be able to have. I mean, that's what you think, of course. Now, Roe v. Wade, these women are celebrating deleting children. But. But women are the ones typically in a relationship pushing to have children. And now they're saying, hey, we got to take on all these additional kids. I've been telling you this a long time. And Mr. Palmer, they have all you been telling you this. They don't love these kids, guys. They don't love these kids. They don't love them. As a matter of fact, they hate their exes more than they love their kids. When it comes down to it, when the kid's no longer useful to them, they will say things like this. We got to take on additional kids and you put these babies in me and I got to take care of these kids. 
this is what women have been doing for years. I'm talking about millenniums, millennia. And now we got to take on additional children. Let's continue. All, all we do is take on more work and take on additional children, including the ones we birth and the one we married to. Oh, boy. By the way, who's knocking up this donkey? By, I mean, who's knocking up this woman? Somebody's hitting this. And somebody's been hitting this for the better part of 30 years. And it hasn't been one person. So not only did she probably got knocked up by multiple men, multiple men have entered this body and roared up all up inside of her. You know, you nasty boys. You know, you nasty boys have been smashing this. And I'm probably sure she's hypersexual. Now, let's talk about what she just said right here. We have to take on additional children, including the men that we're married with. All right. And so here's the whole standard Barney Rubble, the old standard Fred Flintstone, the old standard from the honeymooners, bang, zoom to the moon. You're such a child. You don't know how to take care of yourself. We have to take care of everything. I don't know why people believe that 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 uh, this is what men want. Men do not want caretakers like this. Many men don't anymore. But when they are doing things for you and caretaking for you or so-called being your help meet or your help mate or your wife, they don't want to do the work anymore. And another woman is going to follow up with, on this woman. She, they don't want to do the work no more. They don't want to take care of you. They don't want to do anything for you. They're becoming increasingly more selfish. Now, let's see this. Time is not on our side. So if she believes this now, it's just a little bit too late for her. She just doesn't have any options. She just doesn't have any options. Not only does she not have any options now, the options she had was limited already. Tosh.0, what's his name? Uh, something like, uh, I can't remember the comedian Tosh, but he used to call be going up Tosh.0 or Tosh 2.0. I think his name is Daniel Tosh. He used to say ugly women are basically just men. You got to do the work too. And so the plight of the woman who is a six, five, four, three, two, and one, you're basically on par with what a man is. Now, beautiful women, seven plus, eight, nine, and 10, they get to be able to do whatever they want. And a lot of times these women that are below the standard are a little bit jealous. They're like, wow, why can't I get what she has? Well, just because you have the same equipment does not mean you get to be the same as her. You also have to be a little bit more favorable on the beauty scale and if you have no favorability on the beauty scale you in essence are a man you're in essence you're in essence a man so you're saying we should be able to do this as a woman no as attractive women you should be able to do this <laughs> but when you're not attractive hey you one of the boys go ahead and hold this sign ma'am go ahead and hold this stop sign at the construction site you one of the boys and she does not realize that she's been one of the boys for a long time, save for the fact that betwixt her legs is something that men can enjoy under the cover of night. All right. And so that has been one of the things that have saved her. But these men are the nasty boys in life. <laughs> All right. And um, she's thought she's had carte blanche. In being able to attain what women, attractive women, have been able to get. But no, you wanted the boys with a little bit of extra sauce on the side. In addition to that, they expect us to do all of the housework, all of the children rearing, everything that they felt like their grandmothers and their mothers were doing or did do. And I got to go to work. 
and I gotta pay bills, and I gotta do all kinds of other shit for his ass. Yeah, you've been you've been never married. Obviously, I don't think you've been married. If you have, you probably married a janitor. All right, I mean, you, you didn't marry anybody on the top of the echelon of America. So right now, what you're saying is, yes, I gotta do all of this and that, and I have to work also. Yeah, welcome to the club, bro. Welcome to the club, sir. You do have to work. That's what Josh Point was talking about. Hey, when you're not so high on the beauty scale, you one of the boys. Let me slap you on your back and get your ass out there and work. So you're complaining you have to work, but you wanted to go out there and focus on your career, right? So I could focus on my career. And yes, you do have to do majority of the child re rearing. That's how pretty much it is work. Uh, and if you're saying that a man should be doing the child rearing at the same time calling him a child, how does that work? You're saying he's not even responsible to take care of himself, but now you're also saying he should be able to rear the children too. Which one is it? Which one is it? See, this is where the confusion lies. This is where you start running into all kind of, um, oh, why do I keep doing that? Run into all kinds of uh, contradictions in what you're saying. How can a child rear another child? Continuing. No, marriage is the biggest fucking scam that's ever been pulled on a female. I tell all of y'all, stay the fuck away from that shit. Damn, she rough, huh, boy? Yeah, that's South Philly, or that's somewhere somewhere in the Dirty Jers. Uh, she potty mouth. She been smoking extra barrels of uh Newports, menthols. She been out here drinking malt liquor. All right, you can tell she got all of that. And I love when they make a good point and they make their face like this. Mm -hmm. They be like, and I'm going to tell you this. And they go, mm. and they got to squinch their lips up. My lips aren't that thick, though, man. Boy, she got some big old soup coolers right there. My lips ain't that thick. Let me see. How'd she do it? <laughs> I can't even do the, do my lip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sister child, that's that mammy look right there. They learned that from the plantation and they grandmamas and all that stuff. That's the mammy look. <laughs> she from Philly. I, I got Philadelphia all over that. Man, look at them lit, man. Uh, uh, uh. But anyway, man, who I I would I would be hard pressed to believe anybody has kissed that woman on the lips at the same time being inside of her guts. I mean, who hit that? Not only did somebody hit that. I mean, somebody married her. I'm hoping somebody didn't marry her. Jeez. Like, where does she get off believing that she has can call any shot? Look at this. <laughs> I mean, and don't tell me because she going to bed. You know, she got a wig on. She took off. She left it. She's the one woman in the human resource uh, office. She's the one black woman in the human resources office. See, there's the human resource department there at the Coach Greg Adams channel. Okay, now they're not showing her. She's the one black woman they hired, and they can't fire her. That's her. <laughs> they can't fire this woman. They're like, God dang. Sasquatchalicia, man, we can't fire her. She give you all kind of attitude. I ain't come here to work. All right, don't ask me to do a damn thing. You come down, oh, can I file a complaint for sexual harassment? What you mean, sexual harassment? You know your ass liked it out there. You know, you know. Her. She can't be fired. They cannot fire her, bro. She turned the company upside down. There'll be some furniture moving. She set that damn thing on fire. She'll sue everybody. She'll sue the executives for sexual harassment. Back when they was playing some bedwinch dreams, you know what I mean? They were like, let's do some bedwinch stuff. Sasquatch and Alicia, come on down right here.
somewhere back in 1988 when they first hired her. Or they were like, oh, let's just have our bed winch fantasy break. Cool. You know. You know they do that, by the way. All right, let me do a couple of super chats. Uh, well, as we call them over here, cash apps, super chats. In the building, Jacob uh, says this means in California we can conceal carry without a permit. No, 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 no. Don't get in trouble. Hey, don't get in trouble, guys. Do not start carrying the strap right now. Now, let me just say this, though. Some of these laws in some of these places, like if you get caught, with a firearm, it, it just means, let me just clear this up. It just means they are going to be, they should be less restrictive on giving out concealed carry permits. Like in Nevada, all you have to do is wait nine months, take one class and you get a permit. California, you got to be like, well, why do you need it? You got to have probable cause. You got to say, well, I'm a diamond collector and I transport diamonds back and forth between Riverside and, and Orange County. You got to have a significant reason. And as a result, people cannot get a hold of the permits, but then they would get busted carrying to protect themselves. Like in New York, Ja Rule, I believe, he did two years. Plaxico Burris, although he shot himself, the majority of his penalty was concealed carry uh, without a permit. So a lot of these rappers, a lot of times getting pulled over, they would go on your bus. You would go from one town to the next, and um, they would come on your bus and say, you got all of these uh, un you know, unregistered, uh, concealed firearms that you can't, you don't have a permit for, right? So it was an easy way to get rappers to get thrown in jail. So, um, <laughs> Plaxico Burris, shout out to Plaxico Burris. So, uh, Prodigy did 10, three years in New York. So the laws were like, it was hard to get a concealed carry permit, extremely hard. But then when they caught you, they throw you behind bars, like, <laughs> like they give you years for concealed carry. And they were like, okay, make it easier. Make it easier for us to get it. They were like, no. So anyway, do not start carrying without the permit. Do not start carrying. I know in California, you still have to, you cannot even carry in your glove box. You have to put the car, you have to, you have to disconnect the magazine from the firearm, separate it, and you have to put what they call a, I can't remember the lock. I can't remember the lock. You have to put a lock in between the trigger and um, the trigger guard. And then uh, anyway, you have to lock it in between in, in between the. Um, yeah. What am I talking about there? The, you have to put a gun lock, a trigger lock. And the barrel. Yeah. Between the barrel and I believe the trigger guard. And it's a wire lock. It looks like a it looks like a um, it's mines are all yellow. Mine are all yellow, but it looks like a loop. And then there's a loop lock. You have to put the loop lock and separate the magazine. In the magazine, you can't put any, have what in the chamber. You have to have it completely unloaded. And you have to have it locked in a lockbox. Mm. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is actually crazy in California. Like, that's how you have to transport your firearms from anywhere. Like, if I'm going to the firearm range, I have to put the lock on. And I have to have it in a lockbox. And not in my immediate carriage area has to be in the trunk of the car. And if you said have say like you're taking five firearms to the to to the shooting range, that's how you have to transport your guns. And if you get pulled over and you don't have a lock 
on your firearms and your magazine is loaded and it is locked inside, it is inside your firearm and you get pulled over and it's somewhere in your immediate carriage, the back seat, under the backs, under the seat, in a glove compartment. If you, you're getting go, you're getting thrown in jail. You're getting thrown in jail if you get caught riding like that, riding dirty. <laughs> but they're trying to prevent you from road rage and immediately just going to reach for your firearm. They, then there's like eight steps that you got to go through. You got to go to your trunk. You got to open your trunk, right, with the key. Then you have to go in. You have to open your lockbox. Then you have to open, take your Kensington lock, open that up, take your magazine, slide it in, chamber it. Yeah, by that time, you're not in rage anymore. <laughs> but I actually transported my my firearms from Vegas, from California to Vegas, and I had to go through those steps. I had to go through all of those steps, make sure everything had a lock, because if I were to get pulled over, like right before I crossed the border, which is a lot of uh, CHP, Highway Patrol, does uh, pop people coming right across the border from California to Nevada, and they're sitting right there. If you get pulled over, and they go through your stuff, illegal search and seizure, seizure, um, and you're, you don't have any locks on your firearms entering into Nevada, yeah, guess what? Game over. Yo ass going in. <laughs> All right, anyway, so be careful out there. Do not seal, conceal carry yet. You need your permit. Sheldon Abrams says, oh, well. <laughs> All right, shout out to you. Shout out to the coach gang. All right, that was a big old government. Uh, eight, Harold Lagermi says, I just want to bust. Everything's so complicated. I know, isn't that weird? But it is the balance of life. Can I just tell you, it is the balance of life. Obviously, we want easy access to women. All we don't want to do is bust. There's an easy way to do it. We can obviously go pay a woman for the time or give her a parting gift. We could do that. Okay. But obviously, if women had the same sexual desires as men, We'd either overpopulate the earth or we'd get nothing done. We get nothing done. You get absolutely nothing done. Let's just say, I mean, just look at the Skittles community. I see my screen is flickering. What is going on right there? (laughs) I need burning desire. Hey, look at Skittles community. If you look at the Skittles community, if you look at when women pair off with each other, two women, and they call it, let's be honest, they have the least sex. They have the least. The cohort that has the most sex are two men. Now, those people can't get pregnant. Like, the only thing that they have to worry about is the occasional monkeypox outbreak and HIV, right? That Like, those are high numbers. That high risk in that community is extremely high. But other than that, they can't get pregnant. There's no worrying about that after the, you know, aftercare. So they tend to be reckless. They tend to be extremely reckless. And in the middle of all of that, they don't have to deal with too much drama. They don't have to deal with baby mama drama. They typically don't have to deal with family court. Every now and then, somebody might get emotional and stab the other one. But those two people have the most carefree sex of them all. And they managed to get some work done in between all of that. I don't know how they do it, all right? But every now and then, they'll pause, you know what I mean? Pause, they'll vogue. They be vogue in one minute, and then they be clapping cheeks the next minute, and then they be out there making money the next minute. They don't have to worry about kids. Like, all the stuff is off the table for them. 
Now, when it comes to men and women, we have a vicious conversation about who has the leverage with SEX. And so women are trying to not give it up. Men are trying to get it. And women are trying to get something for getting giving it up. But they're also trying to fit between this and sad. And no, it's an absolute cluster F. Mm. <laughs> it's an absolute cluster F. You know, they be voguing. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Vogue, Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like and they'd be serious with they vogue and they'd be like i don't know how how do you vogue but when <laughs> when it comes to men and women there's always this tug of war this balance here this occasional balance and it balances out society because when if women were as reckless as they are and in some places they are baton rouge milwaukee chicago you know birmingham alabama now these people are reckless houston then you have what you have now, which is pure chaos. <laughs> you have damn near pure chaos. But um, yeah, that's what's happening there. Oh, let me get back. Dr. AMG is in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you, CGA GOAT. Yes, indeed. Hey, doctor, strap up, brothers. Hey, man, you guys are going to be fat, juicy targets. Pause for women now who do get knocked up. They're not going to get knocked up by bums anymore, obviously. Or Chad's and Tyrone's. Pele Manuel, thank you for your cash app, brother. And uh, we do have a couple more PayPal's. Let me acknowledge. That went out on my accord that time. Who is this? I'm going to have to remember your name so I don't say government name. Billy the Kid says, vasectomy gang in the in the building. Get that vasectomy. Get that snippity snip. And you'll be goody good good. The tug of war helps. Health is number one. I'd rather wait. Less transmission of STDs. So, yeah, I think um, that's the other thing that it does cure, this tug of war, this constantly thing, because otherwise, yeah, the STDs would be rampant. Remember I did that stream on STDs in the community, and the pro-blacks was irate. They were like, think about it, coach. How ridiculous does that sound? And I'm like, I don't know. doesn't sound ridiculous to me. Remember they were like 50% of black women have uh, the itchy scratchy. They were like, that's ridiculous. That can't be true. I was like, first of all, listen, why would they lie? The CDC, <laughs> I mean, maybe they are lying, but um, they're just using they're just using the way they break down the statistics, which could be wrong. But at the same time, do you know every sister? I mean, look, just look at the just look at the areas where of they uh, of where people are going to be the population centers of where these people are going to be. They're not talking about the women that you go to work with and all of these people. They're talking about Rochester, Kilwaukee. Shotlanta, Shotlanta got to be up there. Um, some of these small, which used to be country come to town cities. <laughs> um, you know, like Charlotte, Raleigh. You know, these places used to be country not that long ago. Same thing as Atlanta. You could go back 30 years in some of these places. Birmingham, anywhere these places. These places used to be freaking country. I'm talking about country park on your lawn country. Country no sidewalks. Where you walked in the street country and you had cars all parked on top of your lawn ass country. <laughs> but it, I'm telling me, it, you didn't have to go back very far. I know everybody thinks we live in metropolises. I live in the big city, Louisville, coach. Louisville is country. 
in my book, when I was young, these were some country ass places. Back in the day, you used to go to these places and it was slower than molasses at these places. These places, the people used to talk country. Now everybody talks a little bit somewhat. We're a little bit more homogenized now because we have a social media and the dialects are kind of disappearing. You used to go into Texas and people sound like Texas. Yeehaw, what you talking about over here? Yeehaw, well, come over here, you little kid over. Like, now you go to Texas and everybody sounds like they from California or the East Coast. Because people have learned to get rid of accents and dialects. Look at old people. Old people still hold on to their accents. So they got the big hair and the mascara. <laughs> they still look like an old Texas person. Now, everybody's homogenized. Everybody's a little like kind of mixed up in a melting pot. So when, when you go to the city, when you go to the city, it just looks like every other city. You have the, um, you have the um, what do you call them? The, the, the skyline of the city. Oh, we have tall buildings. Okay, good. Still went crazy. All right, you got a couple of tall buildings. Great. They're all got lights on them. Fantastic. All right, you got a couple of strip malls. You got the same store. No longer do you go into town. There's a Winn-Dixie, all right, in the south. And then you go to Rouse in the north. Now everybody has the same shopping square, the same everything. And everybody thinks, everybody thinks they're just as advanced as the big cities. And you're not. Louisville, all of these little places that people are from, Cincinnati. <laughs> all of these places are little country-ass towns 30 years ago. You'd be liable to go, <laughs> you'd be liable to go 30 miles from the city you're in, your big city. You'll be liable to go in it's straight up agriculture. 30 miles. I'll test it out. I'll, I'll test it out. I'll come to your city and I'll test it out. Even Chicago. Even Chicago. 30, 35 miles outside of Chicago, you in the damn agriculture. You'll be liable to see one of them big-ass silos painted with a town that say, uh, good place to raise a boy. Mm. <laughs> oh, uh, welcome to our city. Good place to raise a boy. You don't go that, you don't go that damn far. Milwaukee, all of these places. And you go somewhere where mofos walking down the street looking like, I am everyday people. Walking down the street with cut off jeans and a straw in their mouth. In a little ass store with one blinking ass light. All right, damn, it's a blinking yellow light. What do I do? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, shout out to you, you brother. Yeah, Illinois is like 95% agriculture and 5% Chicago. Mm. So do not get me started on these people, man. I'm telling you, some of these places that, that have been, that, that you think are large cities now, they're literally were small, hick-ass country towns in the mid-80s. In the mid-80s, they were a country-ass town. So let me just yeah. Snow cows for days. You drive out of you drive out of Milwaukee. You in Racine. You like God dang, bro. What the hell happened? Now? You in Kenosha. Mm. So don't get me started on these little ass towns. Country. 
But I'm not dissing the country towns. I'm just saying, man, people think they're way more progressive than they are. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> you in the country. Free agent triple OG says she acts like BWs have kids while married. Exactly. And she act like she's been married. No, she, that woman, let me just tell you what she has been. She has been traditionally the woman who the man was going to marry her after about three or four kids. And he finally said, um, you might as well go on and get married. You see them ghetto ass country, marry people right there. King great. Thanks for all that you do. Coach. Appreciate you. Sorry for the government name. If you didn't want your name revealed. And then last one before we get back to the show, the tug of war helps. Oh, I got you. So I did skip somebody, but yeah, we it's, it's been good to have the tug of war. <laughs> so I say coach being classist right now. Yes. I'm being class. Oh, by the way, let me put up my banner. I'm being a little classist. I am a bit of a classist, but I don't, I don't, I like country towns. I just want people to be, you know, my town's great, Coach Columbus, Ohio. I'm like, you don't have to go very far. I venture to say 25 miles outside of Columbus. Let me show you what it looks like. And I know this for a fact. Let me see here. I'm going to show you what it looks like outside. One road, two-lane highway. Two-lane highway going in and out of town. I can guarantee you, wait a minute, wrong screen. I almost showed my feet picture collection. Where is it at? 25 miles out of town, it look like this here, right here. Right there. Two-lane highway with one semi-truck clogging up the lane, and you got to look over to see if that red, that yellow dotted line right there so you don't kill yourself in a head-on collision, you just like <laughs> All right, you like this. All right, let me get over. You got to pass that semi-truck. The little damn, hey, hey, this is what your sheriff look like. Andy Griffith waiting for your ass. I knew your ass would be speeding right here. <laughs> I, I, somebody says I'm sick and tired of the, chicken, uh, the city life. Yeah, man, it's good to move in places like that. Two-lane highway. It's a school bus, a semi-truck, and some slow-ass person going 30 miles an hour. You're like, shit, I got to beat all these people. You get over in that lane, and then by the time you gun it, you gun it down there, you be like, I'm about to pass up. You pass up the semi-truck, you're like, yeah. And then you see the dotted line about the end, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that dotted line about the end, and there's a curve. You're like, oh, Lord, taking life into my own hands. If somebody come around that curve, She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around Columbus when she comes. And the old ass like, oh, I'm about to be dead. Tractor coming down the road. They having a parade. The two high schools in town having a parade. You're like, oh, shit. So I said, Jesus, take the wheel. You're like, oh, Jesus, Lord. Am I going to skirt in? Yeah, that's what towns y'all trying to always represent. You got to understand, I've been to these towns pre-2000. Bro, country. Country right here. This is outside of Chicago right here. Like 30 miles outside of Chicago, you buy like this. Look, I've been down um, to uh, Champaign. We played University of Illinois one time. And we flew into Chicago like a mofo. All <laughs> right. <laughs> like I kind of knew... It was far. Big 10 schools are always far. So 
they're never in the city, rarely ever in the city, other than Northwestern and stuff like that. So we fly into Chicago and we get on the freaking bus. This all I see just passing, vroom, 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 leaving the Chicago O'Hare. I'm like, oh my Lord, Jesus. Four hours later, Jesus. Be going downstate. I'm like, why do we fly in Chicago? Because was there anywhere closer we could have flew in? Nope. There ain't no major city that damn close. That's the closest major city. Four-hour drive to Champaign. I'm like, God damn, trying to look on the map. Man, we could not have flown into Arkansas, Louisville, Kentucky, like any one of these places. <laughs> or we got to fly into Chicago. And they was out there sweeping. They had a damn bull. They had a bull fight. You know, they had a, like a cow. 4-H was running a cow festival somewhere in the middle of Champaign. They had to sweep up all the stuff before they put the bleachers out. I was like, oh. Join your local 4-H. All right, let me stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't go, don't get me started. He says the campus is actually in Urbana. Okay, yeah, Champaign-Urbana. Isn't that Twin Cities for Southern Illinois? Mm. All right, so anyway, shout out to 4-H. They've been getting a little run lately. Uh, let's talk about this woman right here. All right, we're having fun. It's a podcast format. Don't get mad at me like, come on, coach, get to the subject matter. It's a podcast. We're having fun today. This is Here's another sister right here. She a light-skinned sister with freckles on her face. Oh, how cute. And she recently got some run here, 1.8 million views. She says, the reason why I'll be single for a long time slash forever. Let's go ahead and listen to her. This is probably reason number 500 thousand of why I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And I'm fine with that. I don't want to do anything for. Let's just say what it is. What do you, you mean you're, this woman is definitely in her forties. If she's in her four, I mean, late thirties, maybe late thirties. She's probably 38 at the least. She's mid forties at best. Uh, it's been over for you. You just don't know it yet. But now you're stuck in your ways, and this is why uh, older people do not make good mates, especially if you're a man and you're selecting an older woman. She's already stuck in her ways. And typically, you could say the same thing for women selecting a male mate, although she's not really looking for him to not be stuck in his ways. She does want to see if he's financially feasible. Well, this is why I'll be single forever. Yeah, you already on. Listen, the last 40 years going to be brutal. Let's go ahead and listen. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, you better be. I don't want to do anything for you. There we go. I don't want to do anything for you. Um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. So remember, we're coding this. We're coding this. This is the, the coded language that I want you to hear. What she's saying is, I've done everything for all of my male partners. I've done everything. I'm used to getting, doing everything, going above and beyond. Now I don't want to do it anymore. That's what she's saying. Remember, we decoded this yesterday. We decoded this. She, you believe she's saying, hey, okay, I'll do this. I'll do that for you. You don't have to do my stuff. We'll be good mates. No, this is how she works. She gives her all. And then she believes she gets nothing in return. And she got ran through, and now she's mad at 40, right? But it's okay. 
she'll be single forever and she knows it. Let's go ahead and hear what else she has to add here. I don't want to cook for you. I don't want to clean for you. I don't want to be your secretary and set your appointments and chase you around and make you go because of your health. Yeah, so she's used to doing this already. She's already done it, and she's given up all of her best years trying to do this, and she no longer wants to do it anymore. That's what she's saying now. I don't want to do it anymore because she didn't get anything out of it or she didn't get what she believed she was entitled to. So now she's telling the next guy, I don't want to set your appointments and be your secretary. Ma'am, I don't know what else is there that you're going to do. Uh, the only reason I'm keeping you around and asking you to cook or clean is because there's nothing else that you can do. Now, this is just me speaking, gentlemen. I don't know how you guys work if you guys want to have these equal partnerships. But the idea of woman cooking and cleaning, let me just clear that up if you're new here. The idea of women cooking and cleaning is many times not because they're the best cooks. As you can look at many professional chefs, many of the most the, the most well-known professional chefs are men. You could call that misogynist. But when men find a passion and they put their all into it, they tend to be the best. That's just how it's going to shake out. Every now and then you will have the exception to the rule and a woman will ascend to the top of something like that. But it won't be hundreds of women. It will be one or two. So the idea of you cooking and cleaning is not because you're better at it. It is because it is something that you can cover. That I could technically take it off my plate. I could probably cook better than you or just as good seeing out about that. But it's not because you're good at it. It's not because this is all you can do. It is because this is something that you can do in place of doing nothing. Because if you're doing nothing, you're basically just a sugar baby. All you're going to do is just be at my beck and call. All right, go line up, go shower, go take a shower, and go be ready for me to come into the room. Well, you got to do something in between all that if you want to be a kept woman. So what else can you do? All right, um, you could perhaps organize my schedule. Uh, what else What else can you do? Uh, what else are you qualified to do? And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. All right, speech and language pathology, uh, criminal science, whatever she said, uh, that doesn't mean no good. Um, perhaps then maybe you can get a job. And as you're getting a job, you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week for another man. And then you come home to me doing absolutely nothing other than saying, well, maybe I'll give you a couple pieces of peace leave. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. So in her mind, she's like, well, I can, I got, I got a job. I can do other things. I don't want to schedule meetings for you, schedule things. Like, I would love to have an internal domestic engineer. I need a domestic engineer, right? Like, like I don't need you out there. Like, you, you can do this for pay. I don't, I'm not above paying you for this. But I need somebody to come in, look at my schedule, all right? This person's birthday coming up, this person's anniversary, your mama's birthday coming up. All right, perhaps I'll send her. Uh, okay, where do you want me to go? Go to Crate and Barrel, pick up a couple of gifts, wrap them, send them. All right, send a note from your best son to your uh, son husband. Send it to my mama, send it to my kids, buy them. You know what I mean? That takes stuff off of my, my plate. That's a domestic engineer. Domestic engineer. I need somebody to unpack all the boxes in my kitchen. Put the little paper down, the little cabinet lining paper Put all the things here. Make sure you organize it. All right. Cups over here. Silverware over here. Or else I'm going to just put it in the drawer. 
I just need to unpack it, plug it in, all right? Now, if somebody wants to do that job, this is probably the extent of what you can be able to do, and you'll be good at it. And then if you don't want to then get a couple of pieces of uh, jasmine rice at the end of it, good. Okay, here's your pay for the day. Skedaddle. All right, and then I'll find the junior college girl who I'm going to go take uh, cracks at tonight. So I can find five or six people to piece this together with. She, on the other hand, she can't. She doesn't want to cook. She doesn't want to clean. She doesn't even want to do her hair or her makeup or her eyebrows. She doesn't want to do a damn thing for you, but she wants to sit up under your air conditioning. She wants to sit up under your house, under your shelter. She wants to be over there to take all of that, but she wants to go serve two masters and she wants to not help you. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do, ma'am? What else do you do? Wait a minute. Where's our people here? Um, hold on for a second. Let me get my clip going out here. I got to put it in a better place. What would you say you do here? Yeah, what, what would you say you do other than lie on your back? What else would you say you do? Here? What would you say you do here? Nothing. Absolutely useless. To me, at this point, let's go ahead and continue what you got to say here. I don't want to pick up your socks for you. I don't want to be one of those people who comes on TikToks and makes funny videos about how you can't do anything for yourself and men do the darndest things. And everybody's in the comments like, yeah, my husband does that too. My boyfriend does that too. So she talking about white women. She talking about white women and the white ones. See, the white, white, white women, you know, they y'all slacking on your pimping recently y'all slacking on your pimping for show but uh white women typically marry into these situations and uh they typically will be willing to do these things for their executive husband or their redneck country ass husband all right the one with the hat the, the hat from the bass pro shop with with it's all black the bill black right here where he keep grabbing it with his tobacco lace fingers all right and um you know he got him a wife like that country come to town ass wife and of course she nags him probably but um she talking about white women taking these jobs uh black women are like i don't want no parts of that i'll be strong and independent all right husbands do the darnest things and she doesn't even <laughs> she's sitting around here i don't want to do none of that look at that angry face look at that angry face so she's angry about all of this stuff because in her world She's been not trained to do anything like that. In her world, she's been trained to. So I could focus on my career. Diary of a mad black woman. And it's not because her skin is black. It's because her culture has trained her to believe that she has more value uh, than this. And listen, ladies, if you do have more value than this, have at it. But it's panning out that you don't. Continuing. Fuck that. Oh, she angry, angry. Oh. Has that too. Fuck that. I want to be with. Let's pause that face. Fuck that. Oh, man. This is just disappointing, man. If you want to, if you want to marry a black woman, I feel so sorry for you. Um, It's not because she's black. It's just the condition that she's been trained in. This is a high yellow woman. And and the demon, the spirit of Jezebel is right there, man. Um, so these are the women that you guys are wanting to marry and pass on your legacy with. They don't like you, man. They don't like you like that. And she could have a pretty face. I mean, look, she's not that ugly. I mean, and she's in. Why are people taking their videos in bed? 
Can somebody answer that question? I don't even take videos in bed. And she's not even properly dressed, attire. What is wrong with the presentation of people today? I mean, when I leave the house, sometimes I leave kind of sloppy-ish. But, I mean, what is going on? Let me, I got to cut this video right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Barely dressed. Wow, man, brothers, man, I feel bad for y'all brothers that be like, I need me a sister, can't resist her, red beans and rice, didn't miss her. I want to be with somebody who is an adult, a fully. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Listen closely, listen closely, and tell me what city she's in. An adult, a fully. Y'all heard that, huh? She live on top of the conus, though. Listen to the background. Listen to the background. Somebody who is an adult, a fully. You hear that? Amalams. Amalams in the background. What city she live in? Want to be with somebody who is an adult, a fully. She live on top of the conus, though. She in the hood. Yeah, she live on top of the bodega. All right, going down to the conus, though. You're going to see down there, uh, Shirley going to be down there. Tata Alicia, Tanisha, Tamika going to be down there. She live right on top of the bodega up there. Uh, tell her to come down there and bring me some rolling papers down there, a couple black and miles down there. Tell her to open up the corner stove. She live on top of the corner stove. Amalam's in the background all in your video. That's when you know. Okay? Let's continue what she's talking about. Who is an adult, a fully functioning adult it's been proven time and time again that men are the ones who benefit from marriage and relationships because we get in them and we do everything and they just get to sit back and receive uh, uh, this is another example of what i talked about yesterday and so she i don't know where she's getting this from men aren't the ones pursuing relationships if men could get sex without relationships men would never get into a relationship all right, but a society makes us do this dance. And so women are the ones that are kind of pushing relationships. Why are, why are women, pushing, women pushing relationships when they receive the least? It doesn't make sense. They're the ones pushing it, and hence they, they get more favor in it. Either they get to be looked at as a kept woman or a woman that has some sort of standard about herself, and she's not loose. Uh, she actually gets things in terms of gifts that she would never get. Uh, gifts and attention or any of that resources access to resources long term she gets to have a baby which gives her access to resource all she has to do is keep the baby all right i don't see what she's talking about there but let's go back to what i said yesterday she's been doing this and now she doesn't want to do it anymore so hence the new man has to come into her life and raise the bar but i always tell you never raise the bar on these people treat them like the other dudes treated her Treat her like the other dudes treated her, period. Continuing. Everything from us. And then as a treat, as a treat, they might do something for our birthday or for Mother's Day. I just. Man, she been. Yeah. So who hurt her? <laughs> right. So who hurt her? So she says as a treat, men do give, get. Boy, I mean, damn, you talk about entitled. This is the definition of entitled. 
So no, nobody took you to restaurants. Nobody took you to vacations or anything. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island topped. I've done all of no that. No one's taking you on a proper date. No one's taking you to the movies, the, the amusement park, the carnival, the fair, the festival, the farmer's market. Nobody's done any of these things. You've been so low quality that you never have had anyone do this until you realize it now. You've got nothing. No anniversary gifts. No, no kids, no birthday gifts, no attention, no accolades, no flowers, just because no nothing. You've got zero. You've gotten treats every now and then. This tells you about her mate selection. This tells you why you would never be the one to do these things for her. By the way, somebody's done these things for her and it's gone unappreciated. I'm not happy. <laughs> Continuing on. Men get to exist in relationships and just receive. Why? <sighs> Continue. Hold on. Men get to exist in relationships and just receive. How is that possible? Well, the type of men she's selecting. How is that possible? We're always giving. We're, we're literally the pro provider. <laughs> How are we doing this? But of course, the dude she's been getting ran through. Yeah. They've been all they had to do was sit up there because you because they they they, they were a certain standard and you went above and beyond. That was your fault. Why can't we exist together? And if we do nice things for each other, it's just organic. It just happens. But it's not the expectation. It's not something I have to do because I'm the woman. When I yeah, she just doesn't like gender roles and because she's lazy. But that's neither here or there. She's lazy and she doesn't like gender roles. Uh, because she wants to be able to be seen as doing things equal on an equal plane. Guys, there's no such thing as equality. Please flush it down the toilet. Life ain't fair. There's no such thing as equality. There's other people that are better than other people. There's other people who are um, that that actually hold more or sustain more in relationships than the other person. Uh, most of the relationships are one sided, lopsided. There's no such thing as I do just as much as you do. No, not in every circumstance. No, I come home after a long day. I don't want to cook either. I don't want to do shit either. What? Well, that's your choice, ma'am. You don't want when they go got a job. All right, you don't want serving another master and you're incapable of finding a man that can keep you. And even if you did find that guy, you still would complain about it. But continuing on here. Can't we flip a coin to see who cooks or if we order or we order food order for whoever cooks the other person cleans? Why? Who, dude, I'm telling you, man, I was in a marriage and we tried that. All right. I cook on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She cooks on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and then we eat out on Sundays. And then it turned into a completely lopsided. And then, uh, guys, if you get into relationships like that, let me just tell you, when you keep score like that, you might as well give up the relationship. There's roles. Forget this equality push. You got a role. Do your role. I'll do my role. Are you going to check the oil? No. Are you going to wash the car and fill up the gas tank? No. Are you going to mow the lawn? No. Are you going to clean out the freaking gutters? No. You're not doing any of those things. What about can you flip a coin and go see who's going to clean out the gutters? Who's going to get on top of the ladder and get the spider webs at the top? Who's going to do that? Not you. See, they want to keep score on their stuff. But when it's your stuff, they don't want to keep no score. Oh, I ain't going to do all of that, man. I, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to get up there. Change the oil. Not I. Sit at Jiffy Loop for 45 minutes. Not me. Mow the lawn. Oh, man, that's a little bit. It's too hot out here. When it comes to the stuff that you do in relationships, Oh, it's just gender roles. Why don't you do that? Why don't you take out the trash at the middle of the night? Why don't you do this? You don't see them 
beating you at the door to try to do those things equally. It's just the stuff that she wants to do. And then, of course, everything's ordering out on Uber Eats. Mm. This is absolutely despicable entitled behavior. And a lot of American women suffer from this. This is why I tell you, uh, you're not going to make it very far trying to get married. Can't you pick up after yourself? She's talking about picking up socks because I'm cleaning out the gutter. Because I'm trying to figure out how to get my damn cable running. That You know what I mean? When you when you got cable and you don't want to pay for two boxes and I got to run that wire all the way through through the attic, all the way down the ceiling. Yeah, I'm too busy doing that. Can you pick my sock up? Stop complaining about the bullshit. Why can't you set your own appointments? Why do I have to be your secretary? Exactly. Uh, somebody said shoveling snow. When somebody got to shovel the salt, snow or put the salt out on the sidewalk. Oh, thank you very much. You guys are some good men. Thank you for doing that. You ain't pouring that salt out on the side of the road. You're not shoveling snow. When you get snowed in and you waiting for them Jeep trucks to come in with the little, uh, I can't even remember, the, the they, they uh, snow plow, I believe they would call it. Um, it shows you how long I lived in a winter city. When you waiting for the snow plow to come, oh, thank you very much. Where's your equal part in this job? No, you're already worrying about socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And scheduling appointments. Put my damn appointment in the calendar. And and not only when you put the appointment in my calendar, when the cable man says 12 to 4, you staying home from work. I'm not. Mm. Not me. I got a career. Your career is absolutely. Dude, they were up at Supreme Court. They were up at Capitol Hill talking about how burned out they are on their careers. Your careers are useless. It's pointless. And they're going to hit the glass ceiling by 45. Anyway. I'm not working for you. I'm not working for you. I am. I have gotten so lazy. There it is. I'm, there it is. I have gotten so lazy. Guys, man, dude, you're lucky you didn't marry this woman. They get lazy on you. Working for you. I'm not working for you. I am. I have gotten so lazy. I'm not doing anything. Wow. Damn. Yikes. That's a nightmare right there. Yo. <laughs> and guys, this is again when you guys date older women. This is why I don't do it. Uh, they're going to get lazy on you. They're going to be sitting up on your couch in booty shorts and that little spaghetti strap little thing that she got on that they all wear. All right. With the gut hanging out up over done lapped over the, uh, the shorts. Hey, listen, that's what you're going to wear. Feet stinking like corn nuts. Breath all hot. She ain't jumped in the shower since Friday morning. And she, when she went to work, it is now Sunday afternoon. And she might want to throw that stank on you. All right. Hey, you want to go in the bathroom real? You want to go in the bedroom real quick? Lazy. Lazy. And then there are men who will say, well, then what are you good for? What's the reason why someone should be with you? Huh? Huh? You're proving my point. You just want to be with somebody to do everything for you. This is a sad state, bro. You just want to be with someone to do everything. No, you got to pull your weight. What else are you here for, ma'am? To eat up all my food and to sit up on my couch and my furniture and to be lazy on me and to not do no work? What are you here for? She thinks she just here. She just here for just me to just pull her off the bench. All right. And do all the work around her. <laughs> this is embarrassing, bro. Everything for you. 
I just, I want to be with a fully functioning adult there we male go. who we can come together and exist together. Exist together? No, I'm not lazy. I'm not a lazy bum. All right, come together and exist together. That's a dream. That's fantasy land. And you're used to dating bums, obviously, so continue. Do fun stuff together. Just to have fun. <laughs> we just need to exist, have fun, do everything fair right down the middle, go to the farmer's market, the fair. No, I do. I got real life going on. I got real life. I don't know what you're doing. Obviously, you're a clerk at the Piggly Wiggly, and that's what your career is. But I got work to do. We take turns. We pull our own weight. Pull our own weight. So I get you to live with me, but I do everything. I do my own stuff. Why do I have you here? <laughs> what else are you good for? Company? You're not good for company. Because I can't imagine having to talk to you every night like this. Okay. I if you live with me, five out of seven days, we don't need to say a word to each other. Uh, not even one solitary word. Maybe two. You're not here for fun. You're not here for my entertainment. You're not here for my conversation. You're not here to suck my energy. You're not. What else are you here for? And that seems to be unreasonable. It is unreasonable. Have you not gotten it? <laughs> that, that's asking someone to be an adult. Is unreasonable? Yes. No, asking for what you're asking for. I don't even want a cat i don't even want a pet i have a plant i'll be a plant lady i will be happy I i'm not happy <laughs> will not take care of a grown person so yes yeah, she's so obviously if you read between the lines she's already done it she's already taken care of and and done this and she's protesting right now she's done dating latrell and demetrius and deray ray deron dontavius uh, all of these guys. She's done dating them. And at the end of the day. We really can't provide nothing but pussy. On the, at the end of the day. That's, that's true. Okay, so then how come when you ask a woman what she brings to the table, that's not her answer? Because they're not being true to themselves. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. She was the one that said it. <laughs> Yo, man. What else do you have, ma'am? Would you you bargain your bargaining chips are low. So good luck to your plant and all of that. We do have a, a a quick video of your boy Dr. John. It's gonna be a not a long one, so we're gonna play a little bit of him in a minute. Acknowledging the brothers who've contributed to this show. Jacques Payne says the community is big man with big mad with the repeal of R V Wade. Oh man. There's a wonderful clip of a lady, a lady. This is an old thing to reach back, ladies and gentlemen. And it was a lady back in the 70s, and she was talking. I'm going to find the clip. I got to find this clip. And she was talking basically like, look, we asked for this as a race, as a group of people. We asked for these things to happen, and all they did was give us easy access to terminations of pregnancy and alcohol, weed, drugs, guns, and so forth and so on. And she's like, we didn't ask for this. We asked for civil rights. But the outcome of the civil rights movement, unfortunately, has been uh, poverty, crime, no integration whatsoever. All right. You guys thought you got integration. And all white people did was just leave 
that area. Y'all all went to John Marshall High School, and then white folks was going in there like Back to the Future. And then y'all came in there, force busing, or y'all went and moved into the cities, and white people said, oh, hell no. They start naming their cities Aurora. We live in Aurora Hills. <laughs> and they left your ass down there in the city. All right. Um, and so that's been a result. And not only has been another result of the Civil Rights Act, it's been um, access to early terminations of pregnancy, drugs, uh, the dependency, chemical dependency, uh, kids being obese, put on ADHD drugs. I mean, absolute catastrophe. And this woman who was in the early parts of the civil rights movement is like, what we're getting is not what we asked for. And so the communitas mad that they can't kill their baby anymore. You mean you can't be functional participants in eugenics? <laughs> you can't be functional participants in the eugenics, the act of genocide, the act of deleting massive amounts of your community members. Hey, have at it if you want, man. Hey, look, if that's what you guys want to do is kill your race, go ahead. This is why I always tell you, never be mad at the Proud Boys. Never be worried about the Ku Klux Klan marching in. You know, people in Atlanta, the Ku Klux Klan go march in. You know what I mean? They always stick in. Where's, the, uh, where's people from Atlanta? They be like, y'all still scared of the Ku Klux Klan. When I went there to visit in the early 80s when I was a kid, and they had uh, this, this kids were getting disappeared off the street. <laughs> like, they were like, the KKK getting our kids. And it ended up being a black man. Now, I don't know if there's, you know, now they're trying to say it really wasn't him. But then it was a black man taking him off the street. This is why I always tell you, never be worried about them coming in. They don't have to come into the hood. Like, why would they come to the hood just to harm one person? Now, if they're where they are in the stick somewhere and you're there and they do something to you, that's I, I get the anger around that. But that's rarely the case. They're not coming into the cities. They don't have to. <laughs> like, why would they do anything? All they got Ku Klux Keisha going on right there. Keisha then been deleted more people than the Proud Boys could ever imagine to. And Proud Boys sitting around, damn, if we could do the numbers Ku Klux Keisha's doing. <laughs> They're like, all we got to do is drop off a bushel of firearms on the train track. Man, we kill... Over a weekend, 98 people. Why would they come in with their with their blue shirt, Best Buy shirt, come marching in with their uh, face shield? We're going to get one. No, you're not. You ain't going to get nobody. <laughs> they don't have to do nothing. For real. So you do it to yourselves. And so when I listen to people from the community mad that they can't delete their own kid no more, I just shake my head. I'm like, boy, white folks don't have to do nothing for y'all no more. They don't have to do nothing. They don't even have to show up to the event no more. Back in the day, they used to have to try your ass to a Ford truck. It was like, we gonna get his ass. Get his ass. Lil Ray Ray. Lil Ray. We gonna tie your ass and then drive your ass down the country road in Birmingham. They don't have to do that no more. They just actually sign you to a rap record deal. They kill thousands of people across the country. They put a Planned Parenthood over there. You guys will just sign up to delete yourself. They leave empty-ass rocket launchers and firearms on a train track. Millions, hundreds of thousands of people deleting themselves. They don't have to do a damn thing. And then y'all got a nerve and them proud boys. 
How? They might get one brother. They might. <laughs> Compared to Keisha, KK Keisha, KK Keisha gets 3000 per day. Per day. Wait a minute. Let me look it up. 3000 per day. Uh, let me see here. Where have all the... Hold on. What happened? Where did all the men go? Planned Parenthood. I guarantee you, out of 3,000 per day... Is it 3,000 per day? Out of 3,000 per day, I guarantee you, there's about 1,700 to 2,000 that are young boys. Hold on for a second. Let me look it up. Okay, uh, here he is. Somebody says, why 3,000 is an accurate and comprehensive amount of, of, of term, terminations? Hmm. The Women's Resource Center claims that there are only 1,700 per day in America. Okay, so let me just share this as a screen just so you guys don't think I'm making this up. 3,000 is an accurate and comprehensive amount of daily terminations. This is according to the Gateway Independent Student Newspaper. Uh, this resource here, and this is just me skimming it, in response, uh, this is, a, who who put out the original number? The war, the, oh, the who? New, new world, new world it says, in response to the Women's Resource Center claim that our data is dangerous and stigmatizing, we felt it necessary to explain why this is not so. The Women's Resource Center claims that there are only, only 1,700 terminations per day. While this is true, according to data collected by the CDC in 2014, hold on for a second. New, new world, new world this data is based on legal uh, and induced terminations that state voluntarily report it doesn't include include uh data it says meaning a lot of data are excluded um this one says uh in this one it says in california there are 431 terminations per day in california alone and it says coming to them, some of them may be chemically ab ab uh, aborted illegal back alley abortions and all of that stuff so if you look at it, here it is right here. There's an average of 2,500 per day over here. So let me just say this. Let me just say this. Yes, you could be mad at, you could be worried about all these outside forces. This is just self-inflicted wounds. I'm venture to say uh, of those numbers, if you took the number and you said 3,000, I believe that unfortunately black women account for 60% of the abortions, I might be wrong on that one. Am I right on that one, 60%? Which is odd because you're only 12% of the population. My number might be wrong on that one, 60. But it, I think it's the vast majority. Hold on for a second. Sorry. Since this happened today, count or 60%. Is it 60%? I think it's something outrageous like that. Um, see if I can pull that up. Oh, I'm going to see. 
what percentage of abortions black? Let me see here. They're not giving me a percentage, but I know it's, oh, it says right here, black women have been experiencing induced terminations at a rate nearly four times that of white women in the last decade. Okay, nearly 40% of all terminations in America since Roe v. Wade have been by black Americans. So let me recorrect. 40 Okay, thank you. Mario says it right there. Mario has it. So 40%, I had the wrong number. 40% are by black women, but they only account for 6% of the population. 40% accounted for but they only contribute, they only are 6% of the population. Man, that is a sad day right there. That to me, I mean, explain. Somebody got to explain yourself on that one. Somebody said those are the reported numbers. I know I it, it's tough. It's tough, Das Tokens, I know, because you don't know what the reported numbers are. Are there some back alley? Are there some people going to the Dominican? The numbers got to be higher. The numbers got to be higher. It's got to be 56. So you look at that and you go, and you try to juxtapose that to, well, do you really care about the community? Do you really care about the numbers? Uh, uh, if if not, why are you getting this many terminations? Is it because the no good ninjas are the ones knocking you up? The men aren't being responsible. What percentage of men that aren't responsible does that reflect? And the amount of men that are being able to shoot up sugary walls. Because not a lot of men have babies in the community. I think I was listening to Obsidian. Shout out to Obsidian. He doesn't get a lot of credit for his earlier works. But I believe he was the one that says like something like 50 something close to 60% of black men don't have children at all. Okay. So if that's the case, then that means a good percentage, less than 40% or so men or a little over 40% of men are doing most of the impregnating. It's a weird thing. So if the sisters are mad that they can't do this, we need to really look at why this, what is going on here. And there's some women that would be that they making TikTok saying they would happily love to delay. They were like, if I got pregnant right now, I would murder my baby. These are the women that you want to. This is the people that you want, not women. These are the people that you want to pass your legacy on. This is weird. Shout out to Jacques Payne for that one. Jack Vendetta says, my town, great coach, Gary, Indiana. Hold up for a second. Don't get me started on Indiana, <laughs> Naptown and Gary. Shout out to the good places in these United States. Eric 13 says support from the coach for the coach gang. Appreciate that. Juan Pamera, she is in bed sounding like James Earl Jones and looking like a zoo exhibit. This was the previous one. Uh, who is your name, brother? He says never getting married again. Hashtag free agent. I don't want to say your name, but we're going to call you D. Wilborn. I think you go by another name on YouTube, but never getting married again. Once you get married once, the thrill is gone. Ahmad says, welcome to Vegas. I moved here from SoCal seven years ago. All right, shout out to you. Um, 
I'm going to get, I haven't got a chance to explore as a resident. For the most part, I've been to Vegas some over 20 times. And I haven't got a chance to explore as a resident yet. But I think I will be probably by July going into August uh, that I'll be able to get my exploration in and look forward to being here as a I build I will be back and forth to Cali a lot, unfortunately. Say my name, say my name. Adrian N says for the flatbacks out there. Shout out to them flatback girls. Them damn Balzerian girls in the building. Did you hit me with a sponsorship? Oh my lord, have mercy. You hit me with a co-sponsorship, man. I got money. Say his name and hit him with the co-sponsorship. Uh the beta male police. They canceled your protect your they canceled your they canceled your your cash app for my protection. What did you say? He says, Coach Medellin, Colombian, Colombia, Colombia has pretty feet Latinas. I do. I got to get out there. I'm gonna make sure you got them sandals out. Do not let me go down in the winter. All right, toes out, ladies. Get them feet out. I promise I won't shoot up the club. Maybe I will. Somebody was dissing the Southern accents. There's nothing poor about Antebellum Deep Southern. He says, I'm still looking for my Bayou Princess CGA, LOL. I don't diss Southern. I like actually Southern accents. Uh, people think I have a Southern accent sometimes. All right. Um, and they, I'm like, no, that's my just my gentlemanly charm. I do a Southern accent to let people's guard down. It's not a Southern accent, but it's a little bit of a draw. Draw. And I use that for charm. I used to use that recruiting when I recruit, recruit kids and going with their family. I pulled the, um, what's the Notre Dame coach that went to LSU and he started talking all Southern. Oh, we going to be on out here and all that stuff over there. Okay. People always ask me, where are you from? That's my Southern charm. That's just my Southern charm. And then I like to talk about the people and I say, Hey, all all y'all down here need to just go on and not worry about stuff like that. All right, that's what you need to do around here. And I'm from Southern California, and I just like to tell everybody around here that us people will be taking care of you people around here. And this is how we do. We down here in the dirty, dirty, in the old Alan Bella slavery days down here. Honey child. That, yeah, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly went down there, and he was down there in Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, and he was like, yeehaw, we going to go down here and take care of y'all crowd out here. Don't worry about everything right here. Evelston left the building. <laughs> oh man <laughs> he said coach is a non-spanish latino for sure yeah man i know how to turn on that little southern charm how you doing down there darling right there have a seat right there rest your pretty little feet uh-huh tell me about your day real quick all right don't tell me too much right now hey what we gonna do right now is 10 toes up in the air oh baby you gonna love it baby you gonna love it put a little bit of memphis barbecue grill on that put it on that there that Memphis barbecue round here <laughs> All right, I love it, man. Put them pretty little feet around here. Get them little things to rest right there. Put them right there on your lad daddy's lap. All right there, little girl. All right, little girl right there. Let me get the rubbing them feet right there. Uh, mm, core nuts, I smell down there. Go on and put your feet in the tub right there and let them get right down right there. Let the dog lick them out. <laughs> 
and the ladies love it. They like, oh boy, I got me a southern boy down here. Yeah, you got you a southern boy right now, but I'm a man right now. I'll take you down in the cam am and we go down there mud bogging and we go out there and we shoot a couple of guns out there and we wrestle down there with them hogs and we slap a couple of slabs on the grill around here. All right, that's what we do right there. We let the hunting dog go down there and get the pheasants. <laughs> and the girls be like, oh, I got me, boy. I got me. I don't got no city slick. I got me a country boy. Oh, yeah, yes, we do. I'm country. <laughs> I let them there guard down. I let them girls guard down down there. Go on down there and make it a little bit of, put a little sweet tea out there and let it Rest out there and put a couple of beers all in the lemonade and all of that. Put it up there and make me a P.O. blueberry pie. It made me some of them white-only pies. All right? Yeah, put put a couple white-only pies out there on the shelf, baby. There you go right there. there to turn the oven down. It's a little hot in here and run the air conditioning build up around here. <laughs> all right, let me stop. Put a little sweet tea on the ledge and a little bit of lemonade for you. Put Coach Daddy out here. Uh-huh, little girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to be down there at the little county school and the county fair. You're going to be the little girl with your little sash out there. All right. You're going to be riding a horse, baby. I'll be out there to see you. All right, daddy, come out there in the country. Down. All right, let me stop. <laughs> All right, you got to be out there. You got to use your Southern charm. Use your Southern charm. Chocolate Champ says, LOL. He said, KK, Keisha in the building. Hey, who's done more deletions? Ku Klux Klesha. What's it? Ku Klux Keisha. Is that, did Mr. Palmer say that? That sounds like something Mr. Palmer would say. Ku Klux Keisha. S-Y-S-B-M. He says, tell me how this 45-year-old baby, a black woman, stole my $200 shades and tour t-shirt. At a concert I went to, I figured out what happened and stole it back. These females are poor, poor out here. Yes, they are. And they have no, what is it, scruples? They have no complex about being parasitic. They have no complex. They'll Like that one woman I played, she won't leave the house. She was like, I ain't leaving this house. If you, if you grew up around black relatives, you know how bad it can get. You know how bad it can get. And I'm not saying my black relatives are, 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 are scandalous or something like that. I'm saying you know how bad they can get. They don't care. It's very sad. <laughs> what did I start? Ku Klux Klesha? All right, so we going to give Ku. Somebody said it in the comment section. Coach Shufflin. Ku Klux Keisha. <laughs> oh, my God. Who came up with that? That is, oh, man. Hey, who, who do the numbers? The numbers for show. Keisha has, Keisha has deleted or respond think about the men that she's called the police on by the way uh ladies i'm gonna just let you know the ladies that watch the show he said i'm, I'm shuffling hard late okay look think about all the death by simps all the women that they call the police on which is the overseer officer overseer officer overseer officer shout out the krs one all the men that she's gotten to fight over her that's death by simp but just to you know do um all the dudes that slap boxing in the street. <laughs> okay, what about uh, all the uh, all the early terminations of pregnancy? Come on, man. The number got to be sky high. 
the numbers got high. Remember the dude? What was the dude? The rapper, the rapper in um Atlanta. His name was uh I can't remember his name. Trouble. Yeah, I think his name is Trouble. He got in trouble sleeping in that woman's house, and she knew she had a deranged lunatic coming after her. And she's he still she still invited it. I, that's what I'm talking about. I venture to say, if you did the numbers of how many men then died, <laughs> died at the hands of some, this is why we're, if, if if women in general, but sisters tell me, I'll just come over here. Not, I'll be like, mm -mm. hell no. Because they don't seem to do no background energy. They like that chaos. You know what I mean? My man showed up and he went out there and he got to slapping me and shooting up the place. No. All the brothers that's in jail over some situation you didn't got into because you got to arguing with, you know, you one night she didn't start smoking weed. The henny, she she, she couldn't control her henny anymore and she got to acting up at night. I always do stuff for you and you got to arguing with her and you ended up in jail or deleted, handcuffed. They called the police. Oh, but ladies, this is what I was going to tell you. This is what I'm going to tell you. Hey, ladies, if you ever threaten to call the police on any man, men, let me tell you something. You should cut her off immediately. I don't care if this is your mama, your daughter, your wife, your ex-wife. If they threaten to call the police on you, that's akin, that's akin to ordering a murder on you. That's akin to bringing a hitman into your place. I'm just letting you know right now, and that's how I treat it. I don't care what color you are, just to let you guys know. I don't care what race you are. The, I mean, if you don't deserve it, like, of course, if you deserve to let the have the police call on you, that's another story. But if they use it as a threat, I'll call the police and say, you need to cut that woman off immediately forever for good. This person can no longer stay with you. That's akin to saying, I'm going to bring over a dangerous element that perhaps you're going to be scared of either by losing your freedom or them putting a knee on your neck. That's immediate. You're immediately terminated from ever spending a day over at my place. Your privileges have been immediately terminated. Now, if I deserved it, right, and I was going off hitting her ass with the people's elbow and I stood over her straddled like this and I threw my damn armband into the stand and went and bounced off the ropes, okay. But if I wasn't doing anything or I was like she's going just carrying on and doing plantation politics and she says, I'm going to call the police, that's immediate. she's immediately banned, permanently. Mm. You made the list Chris Jericho style. Okay, you looks like you made the list, right? I'm putting your ass on the list. You're immediately banned. I, that, that's how I treat people. I don't care who you are in my life. I don't care if I'm responsible for your presence on earth. You are immediately banned. You cannot do that. Because the reason why you're doing it is you're trying to intimidate me or use fear or perhaps get me in a situation where I either lose my life or my freedom. Over something probably petty that does not deserve the police to be called. But if that's where you're going, you're immediately cut from my life. <laughs> yeah, you just, just 
immediately. We canceling that. We canceling you. You cancel. And I don't have to explain myself on this one, but I'll explain myself once. How come I cut out your life? Because you tried to put a threat on my life. That's why. That was not rightfully deserved. And you are done, right? You are absolutely done. There's no coming back from it. I don't care who you are. There's no coming back from it. Well, I was just scared and I was just doing, I'll cancel that. Nino Brown on you. That's it. Sorry. Do not come out here to try to lie to me from the police and get their ass out here. All right. So you just can't control your liquor. You hot. You're emotional. So, ladies, if you do that, I'm instructing men to immediately. Guys, there's no coming back from that. Well, she was just doing. If you take her back, you're a fool. Harold L. says. A win for masculinity for sure. We need a bill proposed for mandatory DNA tests. Oh, my God. For every child born, that would be a big one. Refusal to produce uh, will lead to a Social Security number withheld until positive identification has been made. Harold L., you asking for a coup at this particular point. <laughs> that would be a slam dunk on women. Women will be gone. Shout out to uh, John D, he says, apologies if you addressed this already, but what made you move, coach? You seem like you love Newport. Also, has uh, how does the move affect your child's custody schedule if you have it? I'll explain that in a bit. We won't do Dr. John today because I got a couple appointments. We'll leave it for uh, a little bit later. I got a great video. Pac-Man says, checking in. Wanted to give a heads up. In Colombia, they just voted in a new president who was known, he's a known a communist dictator. So enjoy now before it gets crazy. It sucks because that place is my vacation for my family. Now I got to find a safer place to sow, sow my royal oats in the building. So that's a heads up about Colombia. If indeed they did uh, get in a communist dictator, that could change some things real quick. And I think Venezuela is not too far from them, Pac-Man. So whew, that could be rough. That could be rough. I don't want no parts of either one of those uh, right there. Let me check something real quick. Okay. And let me add to that. Uh, somebody wanted to know why I did. Oh, uh, yes. Larry Porter says Roe v. Wade has been deleted. Bye-bye. All that means is no federal protection. Uh, they can't go to the feds related to this anymore. Supreme Court is the final decision maker. And now only the states can determine if they're going to take part in that, which I believe some 25 some. States are saying, well, can't get one here. Boy, that's going to be a rough day for women. And um, yeah, Venezuela is next door. Whew. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's not, I'm not trying to go to places like that. Uh, just real quick uh, on my custody schedule and all of that stuff. So I made the move. Uh, my, my daughter was intending to move in with her mother full time. Now that she's able to do so and make that decision. And then my son wants to move with me. Um, his wishes are not being honored at this particular point. And there's a little bit of a uh, we're going to have to pull. We're going to have to pull our card on that one because he's of age as well that we well, he can decide on his own. And his voice is not being heard, unfortunately, in this matter. So it could get ugly or it could get ugly. And there's only one way to do it. It's going to get ugly. And I I. I I cringe at the fact that his voice is not being heard in this one. 
and um she's eventually going to set herself up into where um you know I, it's going to be a bad breakup it's going to have to be a bad breakup so she can't hold on to him uh she can't she believes she can but legally she can't and um all it's going to do is create animosity between those two you know i'm like why are you creating animosity between the child and yourself or he's going to always think that um that um you know now you got an emotional threat being held over his head you know she's using the emotional battle so this is where it could go i could wipe i could wipe her up real quick legally but i don't want to spend the $40,000 to do so <laughs> i don't want to it's like 40 grand to even broach this decision and all of this stuff is crazy but we've also had the balance shift in the conversation quite a bit over the weekend in which they realized I had a bigger, bigger power chip in this one than they thought. Of course, you know, women seem to don't not, they don't think long-term. So they thought they had power chip and then a power chip showed up and they were like, oh, damn. And so now they have to a little bit, they have to come my way just a little bit. But anyway, man, um, you know, this is what happens in splits when people hold on to bitterness and rage and they hate the ex more than they love the kid. And they make it about, you know, whatever is going on in their head and they're short sighted. They're short sighted, shallow. They believe they're in the right. But in the long term, most of the time they're in the wrong. They're in the wrong. You know, they're they're completely in the wrong in this situation. She just carried out, out the same thing on her side with my daughter. And I was like, OK, good. She can go live over there. No fight on my side. But now my son's like, oh, I want to live with dad. And they're like, no, you can't do that. So it's like, wait a minute, just three months ago. So it was a situation that they created. They actually triggered the move into happening by her saying, my daughter saying, hey, I want to live with my mom. I was like, okay, cool. Now I can go to Las Vegas and my son's going to come with me. Hey, all's good. You guys can have at it. And now it's different. Uh, somebody said, how old are the kids? Uh, 16 and 15, 16 and 15. So yeah, this is, the, this is what we have here. So uh, I anticipate within the next few months for that to be resolved. Uh, or, or of course though, if, if she does force the hand and says he can't make the decision, I was like, now you got him sitting there and he's going to be resentful of you. <laughs> he's going to be resentful of you the entire time. And by the way, we've been apart. Um, somebody says, turn up on her. Oh, no, they're they're kind of stuck right now. <laughs> I would tell you what it is, but I'll tell the members. Uh, they got stuck. They got hit with the uh-oh. They got hit with the uh-oh this weekend. And of course, in true female form, after basically pulling the uh, middle finger on me, they got stuck and they were immediately back to, uh, uh, we need you to help us do. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I'll tell the members live chat what happened, but they got hit with the, uh, Oh, and they start calling back on their knees. They started like this. They started back guys. I, all women will do this. They will give the middle finger to you and then they'll get stuck and they'll be back on their knees. Perhaps. Could you please check into the fact that, and what I tell you guys is be an asshole. Remember? Yeah, they start the waterworks. They start the crying. They start the, well, you wouldn't pull back on the money, would you? 
you wouldn't actually do that. They actually hope that you just completely just turn into a full simp and, well, you know, I'll do the right thing. And I told them I'm not doing the right thing on this. Y'all going to have to ride this problem out. And them consequences going to be hard. <laughs> I told you, man, I'm I'm very much a cold person when it comes to this. I do what's right. If I know it's right on my side, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my mom. I will leave your ass in the cold if you do me wrong. <laughs> and this is how you guys got to start treating, especially women that do you wrong. That basically spit on your face. They basically curse your name. But then when they need you, they come crawling back. Well, you're not actually going to actually. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, I'm actually going to actually. <laughs> you wouldn't actually do. You wouldn't actually do and do. No mercy. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn a lesson. And you're going to learn it on my watch and my time. Oh, absolutely. I don't care who you are. So I'm just letting y'all know that that's how I do it. And I do that with whoever it is, no matter who the family member is, who I'm telling you, you uh, women who have dealt with me on this side, you guys think it's just you. You guys just think it's women. No, I do this to everybody, male, female, relative, not relative. I will leave your ass out in the cold shivering. That's how I do it. And I will teach your ass a lesson. Even if I have to go down in the mud too. <laughs> mm. yeah. I'm going to make your ass learn a hard lesson. Yeah, no, no extras, no nothing. I will make sure you realize how cold of a person I am. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's how you get the belt. Anyway, man, shout out to the coach gang, man. We going to dip. Well, let me see if we got everybody out. Well, you wouldn't actually, you just do it. Nope. Hey, bro, it's a cold, cold world out there. And that's just how we did it. Uh, did I, I, I mentioned the fact that I, yeah. Anyway, Eddie says my mother and older brother called the police on me when I was young at uh, 17 and 18, because my older brother wanted me to have a criminal record since he messed up his life by getting a felony. They would take a small situation and exaggerate the situation. So that's a, that's another way to disarm you by getting a um domestic situation now you can't own a firearm now you got a misdemeanor and a felony now you get on the record now you're on probation like the rest of these loser out here so be careful when women try to do that and call the police because they're trying to ruin you all right there and they use it as a threat i'm gonna put you on child support i'm gonna call the police and so they do this to sabotage you and their emotion and their anger if they do that one time eliminate them from your life eliminate them they do not come out. They do not come back. That's not what family does. And so I don't believe in family is the number. You always got your family and all that. No, your family and sometimes women you date, they will do these things to you knowing they're going to sabotage you. And people who have bad backgrounds, they're going to do it to you to sabotage you so that you can be in the same position. Now you can't get a passport. Now you can't own a firearm because you got a um, restraining order. Mm. No, man immediately delete these people from your life. Uh, guys, you don't have to keep people in your life. I don't know where you guys get this from. You, There's nothing good. You keep good people in your life. Eliminate everybody that crosses you. They cross you one damn time. 
They stab you in the back once. They don't get a second chance. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit cold when it comes to that shit. You don't get no second chance with me. And, and I'll say this. I don't expect you to give me a second chance if I stab you in the back. <laughs> All right. So let's just keep it even. If I do something dirty to you, I probably wouldn't crawl back to you like a goddamn belly crawling snake. But some people will crawl back to you and continue to give you the middle finger. Not I. You're immediately excommunicated from my life. And that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you got the best out of me. You ain't getting no more. Shout out to the coach gang. We got one more KKK Keisha. LOL. Take my hood taxes now. Ku Klux Keisha in the building. Shout out to the coach gang. Let's celebrate this historic day by seeing what Ku Klux Keisha is doing to these brothers out here. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. And I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. I respect any man who can heal a heart he didn't break and raise a child he didn't make.